Hello, listeners and fellow explorers. This is Living in the Sprawl's lovely and talented producer slash fiance, Lisa Lowe. I wanted to thank all of you for your constant support of the show. As a new podcast on the scene, the number one way to support the show is to rate, review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Many of you have been doing this and it has helped immensely. You can also check out our website and the show notes for other ways to support the show. We have new merch on our website, and we are working with companies that we currently use ourselves to get discount codes for our listeners and support the research and work we do for the show in the process. These companies include Every Table Meal Delivery Service, which offers delicious, cost-effective meals delivered straight to your door. Just CBD Store, which offers great-tasting CBD-only gummies in a variety of flavors, and Miss to Mrs. Boxes for Brides-to-Be. My sister Jennifer surprised me with this box when I got engaged, and it was the most perfect, thoughtful gift. You can also support us on Patreon and Podfan. Please check out the website at livinginthesprawlpodcast.com for updates on companies we are working with, our testimonies, links, codes, and new Living in the Sprawl merchandise. Again, thank you to all of you, our lovely listeners, for tuning in every week and allowing us to do what we love. Without further ado... Your humble correspondent, John Steinberg. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. As always, I am your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg. Sitting alongside me, the lovely, extraordinarily talented producer slash fiance. Her name is Lisa Lowe. Today we explore some of the sweeter things in life. That's right, an examination of Southern California's best places to get yourself some chocolate. When I was a kid, I was enamored with Roald Dahl's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I was, of course, quite taken with the motion picture adaptation and wondered as a youngster, Are there actually people like this in the world? Chocolatiers intrigued me. What is that? And how do you become one? What does it all entail? This interest was compounded when, as an adult, I had the good fortune to travel to Belgium, where I actually got to visit the first Godiva chocolate store in Brussels' famed Grand Place. And it was then my boyhood love of all things chocolate became reignited. As is the case with cheese, with wine, with beer, chocolatiers hold an indelible place within the taxonomy of American passions. Forrest Gump told us that life is like a box of chocolates. And indeed, we all should be so lucky. Whether sampling a high-end Swiss dark chocolate truffle or something that came out of the Hershey factory in Pennsylvania, our collective love of chocolate seemingly unites many Americans. Southern California, the sprawl, is blessed with a robust cross-section of chocolate purveyors. We have expensive stores in Beverly Hills, niche outlets in Santa Barbara, and spectacular spots to get one of life's true delicacies in Laguna Beach. So, here now, we bring to you 
our list of Southern California's best, most amazing places to get yourself some chocolate. We begin at number 10 in Valley Village in San Fernando, well, the San Fernando Valley, with Chocolate Counter. This is the newest opening of any spot that'll be covered on the list. And as with every interesting business in the San Fernando Valley, the place is in a weird, uninviting strip mall and does little to greet you with terrific ambiance. Inside, however, the owners obviously know what they're up to. The mom-and-pop store specializes in dark chocolate, importing many of their offerings from all across the globe. The friendly staff will guide you as you assemble your perfect box of chocolates. These make outstanding holiday gifts, unexpected tokens of love for your partner, or even as tokens of appreciation dedicated to long-suffering parents. We love places like Chocolate Counter and hope they stick around forever. Number nine, Chocolates by Diane Crone in Malibu. Although there are two locations, we'll focus on the one located in that most glamorous of beachside cities, Malibu. The first chocolate outlet from Diane Crone started in New York, and when the owner decided to take her operations out west, she did so with the blessing of heavyweight figures from the entertainment industry. F.S., or Frank Sinatra, as Lisa and I affectionately term him, was a fan, as was Andy Warhol, And if you can think of a prominent artist that resided in New York during the 1970s, you can probably assume they tried out some of her chocolates. This is at the high end of the chocolatier experience. But what you're paying is always met by a dynamic output. Some of the stuff that's created here belongs in the Louvre. We're talking artistry at the highest levels, and it's all dedicated to presenting customers with delicious, enviable bars of chocolate. If you've got money to spare, someone to impress, or if you're just looking to splash some excess cash after a job promotion, grab yourself a luxurious box of chocolates from Diane Crone in Malibu. At number eight, Edelweiss Chocolates in, that's right, the 90210, Beverly Hills. This place has been around since the year of our Lord, 1942. Having been featured on an iconic episode of I Love Lucy, the Edelweiss team has been producing delightful chocolate bars, turtles, chocolate truffles, any and all things chocolate from their factory in the 90210. Over the course of visiting many of these chocolate shops, I did find a reoccurring pattern. You'd get a Rocky Mountain fudge outlet here and there, C's candy places in a lot of cities and towns, and these boutique 
tippy top of the financial end of the spectrum places in cities like Beverly Hills, Malibu, and Santa Barbara. So this is not your weekly chocolate splurge. Definitely a once in a while, or depending on what you get, once a year chocolate extravaganza. The folks at Edelweiss have you covered when it comes to some of the finest chocolates anywhere in the Southern California sprawl. They have an outpost at the Brentwood Country Mart. But if you're interested in paying tribute to Lucille Ball's chocolate-oriented exploits, check out their original store in Beverly Hills. This is the place to grab those high-end chocolate. If you're celebrating a college graduation, an engagement, big-time life events, get your sweets at Edelweiss Chocolates. A great place if you can afford it. Number seven, Chocolate Maya. This is in Santa Barbara. This comes to us from the owner, born and raised in Switzerland. A tiny boutique chocolate purveyor, Chocolate Maya offers a precise but expansive selection of all things chocolate. They offer a global assortment of chocolate bars, bonbons, things that are chocolate covered, and of course, a hefty crop of divine chocolate boxes. As if Santa Barbara didn't have it great already, what with the environment that resembles Italy's Amalfi Coast, the lack of traffic congestion, and the year-round tropical temperatures, Chocolate Maya proves that the best can always get better. Again, this is not Rocky Mountain Fudge Company or a branch of Seas Candies. This is a premium chocolate experience. The prices aren't as outrageous as they are in Beverly Hills or Malibu, but they're sort of close. So be prepared on that front. But if you're interested in some genuinely delicious chocolate offerings, you could do significantly worse than Santa Barbara's Chocolate Maya. Number six, Brentwood's Lady Chocolate. The Golden Triangle, that being Beverly Hills, Brentwood, and Bel Air, are often regarded as a playground for the wealthiest members of society. Well, it's kind of true. But if you want an authentic chocolate bar, all things chocolate, really, this is a great spot to investigate. A really helpful owner, the Belgian-born proprietor of Lady Chocolate, has been pleasing customers with her robust selection for 18 years and counting. You can go a la carte here and assemble a box comprised of specific types of chocolates. You can essentially do the chocolate version of an omnicossi meal and tell the store owner you trust her judgment. She'll assemble you something great. Or you always have the option of purchasing some of their great pre-packaged boxes. The chocolate is delightful. 
as is the warmth and hospitality imbued by the folks over at Lady Chocolate. And I love the name, I have to confess. It's a lot of fun. If you're in the Brentwood section of Los Angeles, Lady Chocolate is where you should be buying your next box. At number five, Tifa Chocolates in Westlake Village. Well, it's sort of on the border of Westlake Village, Gora Hills, Thousand Oaks. But for purposes of this broadcast, we'll just go ahead and say that it's Westlake Village. A really nice combination of store slash over-the-counter chocolate depot. The folks at Tifa or Tifa, I'm not really sure which one it is, but in either case, you get the point. The folks there, they know what they're up to. If you're a fan of white chocolate, which I am, isn't white chocolate kind of like the Hawaiian pizza of chocolates where even if you love it, you're a little bit ashamed to admit it? In any case, their selection of white chocolate is second to none, as is the expected assortment of bonbons, chocolate turtles, chocolate caramel bars, any and everything in this vein is right there to be had at Tiffa Chocolates. We actually took my mother there and I had the great fortune of watching my dear mom genuinely adore the selection at Tiffa. She had a great time, I had a tremendous time, and Lisa loved her experience as well. And we believe that you will love Tiffa Chocolates as much as the three of us did, which is why it's here on our list of Southern California's best chocolate stores. At number four, Letterpress Chocolates. This is in Culver City. And it was here that Lisa and I had the truly life-affirming experience of touring a boutique chocolate factory. Those questions I'd been asking since I was a child when I'd first read Roald Dahl's classic, I was finally getting some answers on those. If you go online, check out the Letterpress Chocolate website, you'll notice they offer factory tours. We recommend go on the factory tour if you can. You'll learn so much, of course. Some of the highlights for me include a trip around the world via the fruits of the cacao seed. We sampled chocolates from Tanzania, Ecuador, Kenya, Brazil, noting the subtle and not so subtle differences between each bite we tried. The place is owned by a husband and wife team who consider it a lifelong labor of love. This place obviously doesn't have the name recognition that some of the other spots included on the list enjoy, but their ultra personal level of service and very specific engagement with the chocolate making process make this a can't miss when it comes to chocolate stores. You'll learn some things, you'll taste some things, and you'll enjoy every last moment of it when you check out the operation at Letterpress Chocolates in Culver City. At number three, Valerie Confections. There are a couple different locations of this great spot. We had the pleasure of visiting the outpost in Echo Park. 
Now, Valerie Confections is a little bit different from other entries on this compilation. They offer far more than chocolate, but we wanted to single them out for their outstanding chocolate offerings. Here the move is more to go the cake route. Cake or pie. If someone is turning 30 or 40 or 50 or 60, the age doesn't matter, they will absolutely adore a cake from the spot. Lisa and I had an opportunity to meet Valerie, the store's namesake, at a food event a couple years back. She couldn't have been nicer. And we've become fans having heard her on a couple of podcast appearances. It's a far cry from the Prada, Gucci, Louis Vuitton crowd roaming the streets of Rodeo, but the actual output from Valerie Confections stands up to the most expensive chocolate options that you can find anywhere. Be it tiramisu, chocolate lava cake, any and all things chocolate, this is the place to go when you're looking to elicit smiles from everyone you know. It's Valerie Confections in Echo Park. And number two, the First C's Candy. Candies, I suppose, actually. That's right. We here in the Southern California sprawl are the beneficiaries of a business that began its march to the top in the year of our Lord, 1921. I had no idea that C's was a Los Angeles company, but was elated when I found out that, in fact, the C's family set up shop in the City of Angels in 1921. And they really haven't looked back at any point since. Now, the business has migrated, at least its factory, up to the San Francisco Bay Area, but we still are blessed with the first C's candy, or candies again. I'm not sure. Now, here you won't find anything that will necessarily blow you away, but we have C's candies so high on our list because we get to claim it as our own. The company, which is now owned by Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway Group, delights citizens the world over. Their butterscotch suckers and modestly priced boxes of chocolates have been a staple American gift giving for three quarters of a century. So in the way that visiting the Dr. Pepper Museum in Waco, Texas, where the beverage was invented, or the Betty Crocker Museum outside Minneapolis, for those sentimental historic reasons, we choose to acknowledge the impact that Seize Candies has had on us all. I watched my grandfather go through boxes of the stuff as a kid, I remember buying a collection of the suckers as a gift for a family member while growing up. Seas Candy probably has the highest name brand recognition outside of the Hershey's company of any chocolate purveyor in the United States. And guess what? It's a Los Angeles bread company and we are supremely glad that it is. So, if you want a dash of nostalgia along with your butterscotch, 
check out the first C's candy. And at number one, Chocolate Soldier in Laguna Beach and also Dana Point. But we're going to focus on the Laguna Beach outpost. When I heard the name Chocolate Soldier, I didn't know what to make of it exactly. Was this a business owned and operated by a former Marine looking to kind of capitalize on his 10 plus years of service? Did the owner see it as a chocolate world that we all just happen to be residing in? And the output from the store constituted an expression of humility within the realm of chocolate? What exactly was going on with the idea of the chocolate soldier? Well, unfortunately, I didn't get to the bottom of that, but... Had I not been tipped off by the unusual name, I would have never discovered the best chocolate store in the Southern California sprawl. The business, which is now multiple decades old, was the brainchild of a really terrific owner, very, very helpful when Lisa and I visited, and the spot truly warmed each of our hearts. Beautiful, decorative in some sense, artistic, and yet comforting in that way that only seems possible when you sit next to a fireplace. Chocolate Soldier is that rare mix of high-end and utilitarian that works for everyone. Here, the prices are not prohibitive, and the selection is far from being representative of a chain. The outpouring at Chocolate Soldier is kind of breathtaking. It should go without saying that everything here is beyond delicious. It's places like this that remind us all that we don't want to live in a world where we can only buy things from Amazon.com. If you didn't know any better, you'd think this was an antique shop, and in some ways it is. But rather than cater to a clientele intent on using disposable income for funky-looking fire pokers, the selection at Chocolate Soldier injects much-needed life into the idea of face-to-face commerce. If you want the best chocolate store experience, you gotta go to Chocolate Soldier in Laguna Beach. And that's going to do it for another episode of Living in the Sprawl. We want to thank all of you, dear, beautiful listeners, for your continued support of the show. want to remind you that we have a Patreon account where we like to upload episodes that we don't want to discuss on the main feed. They're a little bit niche and better suited for our Patreon page. We've got stuff like the best burgers in the Southern California sprawl, best fish markets, favorite pizza spots, and you can only get those episodes by subscribing and becoming a Patreon supporter of the show. As always, we invite you to help us out by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Nice comments are indeed welcome. All of that stuff helps to drive the podcast up the charts, expose us to more listeners, generally helps us out on the business end. Also, we'd like to direct you to our website, 
where you can get yourself a nifty, handy guide to living in the sprawl. There we have links to everything we've talked about over the course of the podcast. It's kind of a cheat sheet, so you don't have to go back and listen to episodes looking for that one entry that you just can't remember off the top of your head. Additionally, we'd like to tell you about the concierge service that we provide. You give us 20 minutes of your time and an idea of what you're looking for, and we will give you a spectacular itinerary. Our social media, the Instagram handle is Living in the Sprawl Podcast, and we invite you to write us at Living in the Sprawl Podcast at gmail.com with suggestions for episode topics that you would like to hear discussed on a forthcoming episode of the show. For my lovely and extraordinarily talented producer slash fiance, her name is Lisa Lowe, and As always, I am your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg. Again, thanking you all for listening to another episode of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's Most Adventurous Podcast. Talk to you soon.